Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where the word, thought, and verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callis, and I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Church. I want to welcome you in here today as we are wrapping up week one with Levi Duff from our Salem campus. It's week 45 here on the Jesus Everyday Podcast in 2023 as we are journeying through the entirety of the New Testament, looking how we read God's Word on an everyday basis so that we get into God's Word, God's Word gets inside of us, and God's Word comes out of us. Um, and so in this, we are in Revelation 15. If you haven't already done so, we want you to read Revelation 15 for your own sake, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal the mysteries of who God is to you, and then using this podcast as a complement to your Bible intake, maybe to see things or to hear things that, are, man, that was beneficial, that was helpful for me in my personal relationship and walk with Jesus. But before we do open up in Revelation chapter 15, Levi, uh, how did you come into a personal relationship with Jesus? I was six years old. I remember being in a Sunday school class where we watched a cartoon, like an animated cartoon of the crucifixion and just being very keenly aware of what Jesus did for me and mm. sitting in the hallway and, and being really upset and crying about that. Mm. And eventually talking with my parents and accepting Jesus into my heart because it came to know God at a young age, grew up in the, in the church. In fact, it was a cornerstone church right off Woodhaven, not too far from here. Yeah. So not, not far at all. Now, as a let me ask you this question: as a as a dad of a son who's now older than six, did you said six, yeah. right? Um, how would you handle a six year old son that would say that and they made a profession of following after Jesus? Well, Ezra beat me to it, man. He was five. <laughs> did, he, did he really? <laughs> yeah. How yeah. did you How did you walk through that? Um, Whitney had to do it. Okay. Um, because he was at, um, we were at New Life Christian Ministries in the airport. I was youth pastoring there. It was Mother's Day. Okay. And Whitney wasn't feeling great, so they stayed home from church that day. And Ezra had been learning about Jesus in Sunday school, and finally just, he came up to Whitney's like, Mommy, I, I want to pray with you to accept Jesus in my heart, because mm. I know about sin. Mm -hmm. He was young, and even at such a young age, could understand and comprehend, like, I know I do bad stuff, but mm. I know that Jesus died for me, so mm. I accept that. Mm. Super cool. That is really cool. That's really, thanks for sharing with us. Yeah. As we open up here in Revelation chapter 15, what was the verse that the Holy Spirit illuminated you highlighted and wrote down here today? I went with verse 1. It says, Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and amazing, seven angels with seven plagues, which are the last, for with them the wrath of God is finished. All righty. So explain what's happening here in chapter 15 for us. Uh, yeah. Chapter 15, we kind of <laughs> get back to the, the chronological events of the end times, the tribulation. Mm -hmm. Jesus is wrapping up the program, so to speak, to use language that the old pastors used to use. Mm -hmm. But um, verse 1, the phrase that for with them, the wrath of God is finished. Mm -hmm. is I don't know why. It just struck me as I was like, that's amazing. It's neat to see that finally there's a point in history where God gets kind of fed up with mm -hmm. the sin that's in the world. And his wrath is going to be poured out, and then it'll be over. Mm. It'll be done. It's finished. Mm. And then no more from then on. Yep. That's powerful. What are some points of application, you think, for believers and followers of Jesus here in this text? I think this text, um, I feel like it's almost kind of a warning. We see how God reacts to a world that sees 
but does not accept who he is. Hmm. Because this passage is full of this happens, the world sees what's happening, and they curse God. Hmm. So they know the source of where it's coming from. When Jesus talks about um, and what we as theologians call the unforgivable sin, mm-hmm. blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, I think we're seeing this in action here. Of people see the absolute power of God, they know it's God, but they deny him anyways. And if you think theologically, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but that's the only sin that people go to hell for, mm-hmm. is rejection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Jesus already theologically did the work of salvation on the cross. He, the sins are forgiven, we just have to accept it. Mm-hmm. The only sin that isn't forgiven with is rejecting Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So we see here that the wrath of God is finished, and the people in this passage, it's a warning to us like, Understand that God is sovereign and react accordingly. Mm. Yeah, I love how, how is it, it continues there in verses 3 uh, through verse 4, verse 3 and 4. They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, and they expound upon here, but looking at, O king of the nations, who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? Saying, like, you saw, how did you not glorify him? Like, how did you not respond to him to receive the goodness of, of God? And his love for you. Yeah, and you can even go back to Second Philippians. I mean, Philippians chapter two. <laughs> Philippians chapter two, and uh, at the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. every knee will bow. Mm-hmm. That passage in there called the Great Kenosis, just mm-hmm. the Greek for the emptying of himself. Jesus was in heaven; he is God, but yet he still empties himself into the form of servanthood, born into the lowest of tribes in Israel, in the lowest of towns. The saying was, "Does even does anything good even come mm-hmm. out of?" Nazareth. Mm. And then Jesus rolls up and this is who he is. Yeah, that's good. It's awesome. How'd the Holy Spirit call you in your personal response to this text today? Submit to God. Mm. Submit to his authority. Submit your life to him. Because when we see the authority of God, we need to recognize it. Mm. How do you, how, like, what are some ways that you do see or recognize the authority of God in situations? Because like authority, like when I think of authority, one yeah. of the things that we'd be like police officers or like a judge, like there are certain things that they wear, there's certain things that you see, and it's like, mm, that's the authority. How do you see the authority of God? I think it, and a lot of times we need to look for that more in what we, we consider negative situations. Hmm. We can accept mm. the authority of God when everything's going great. Yeah. We can praise him and give him joy or give our joy to him and have joy in who God is. Mm-hmm. But we also need to recognize his authority and th- when things aren't necessarily going the way that we want them to. Mm. Saying, all right, God, well, maybe this is for a reason. And really say that help. I think it needs to be a prayer of help <clears throat> of God. Help me recognize your authority in this. I don't understand what's happening here and what's happening right now, but I am here and I will seek you in whatever's happening. That's good. That's how you see the authority of God right there. Yep. Thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast.